I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 659 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. What is going on, everyone? Happy Thirsty Thursday. We have a huge Thursday night football game for tonight, which we've been talking about for uh, a few days now at this point, and uh, I'm still pretty locked into my original play here, so I'm excited uh, to talk to you guys about the game for tonight. Some really interesting betting system matches. Hint, hint, prime time. Dogs and unders, which have done great. Will we go, go down that road once again? Hint, hint, I think we will, but full breakdown here of both the Chargers and the Chiefs. Uh, walking through this line movement system matches, betting percentages, a couple things really jumped out to me, of course, with both the side and the total. But then we got more to get to. I got Major League Baseball. It's a very small MLB slate guys you know looking at the board I think there's only like eight games today with including some day games but I do have two plays I have a total and I have a money line uh, we do have a play in the WNBA tonight uh, this is game three going back to Connecticut between the Sun and the Aces a very very fishy very fishy uh, contrarian favorite opportunity here so we'll talk about our WNBA play for tonight and then we're gonna have a little uh, little you know walk down walk down the garden picking off some different things here because I got to play in the UFC biting in the UFC one play in particular really caught my eye a huge youth advantage with a line move and then we'll finish it up with uh, updates on NFL as well as college football including in particular one college football game uh, which is taking place this Saturday which matches and it may, it may have happened before maybe I missed it but my favorite system in college football guys unranked home favorites 
first ranked opponents, especially when that line moves in favor of the fishy unranked home favorite. So I do have a match there that I'm excited to share with you uh, for upcoming this weekend. But a lot to get to on episode 259. Uh, last night, guys, not great. So we had a great Tuesday, 6-2 and two plus 2.07 units. But we gave it back yesterday, 2-4, and four, minus 2.77 units. You hate to see it, but uh, there's going to be days like that. You know, you're not going to go 6-1 and one every night in MLB. MLB is a volatile sport, so you just kind of just got to continue to grind and stick with it. But um, last night we did get Minnesota, did get Baltimore, which is nice. Uh, but Atlanta let us down early. Tampa Bay uh, got rolled there by um, the uh, what was it by the uh, by the Jays. My Red Sox are like a little league team. I, I to be honest, I haven't watched the Sox in a while. They've been so bad. I haven't bet on them or bet against them. Uh, now it's like so terrible. Like I used to live and die for every Red Sox game when I was younger. Now it's like I only watch them if they're if I have a play on them. Uh, but they were like a little league team throwing the ball around. So I don't know how much I'm gonna bet the Red Sox down the stretch. They look like a dead team to me. But the one that really really annoyed me. I stayed up late, and if you guys know me uh, by now, you know, I'm a night owl, but things are changing. I was talking to my my buddy Maureen Chase. She's like, do you ever sleep? Well, I do sleep, but it's in, like, weird, like, two hours. It's almost like I have a baby. I don't have a baby yet with the fiancé, but people always tell me, like, you only get, like, two-hour increments of sleep. Uh, that's kind of like my new schedule now with the Morning Bets pod, which I actually am really excited about. Another uh, one came out today. Tune in every uh, morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern time. We'll tweet it out in the newsletter. It'll also be on Spotify every day, uh, you know, as well as uh, the Google pod, um, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so give it five stars. Give it a like. But anyway, um, I stayed up late to watch the end of the Dodgers game. And this was kind of interesting, guys, because, you know, I bet the Dodgers, what did we get them yesterday? I think it was like minus 125. And we were saying like, okay, is it the sharpest play in the world? No, there was a pitching change. Uh, but if I'm getting the Dodgers a great team at minus 125, I got to play it. Um, the line didn't really dip any, fur- any further. It was still like minus 125-ish. But I got nervous because uh, the Dodgers clinched. We won our divisional bet, but I should have thought of this. They rested a ton of their guys. So I'm like, okay, this isn't good. No Mookie Betts, no Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, all these good players. Because you clinched the division, and these games really don't matter anymore because you can't go up or down. Uh, but... Um, I'm like, okay, guys aren't in, but I'm going to dance with the one who brung me. The Dodgers are down. They battle back. They take a lead going into the bottom of the ninth. And then my nemesis, Craig Kimbrell. Are you kidding me? Craig Kimbrell, are you the worst pitcher in the history of Major League Baseball? Obviously you're not. Your numbers are pretty good. But I feel like Craig Kimbrell never, ever, ever saves a game for me. He blew it again last night. He put a bunch of runners on him. Then he gave up. This is what is most frustrating. It was a, I think it was a 2-1 pitch. Uh, and of course, I'm staying up until 1 a.m. To, to try to cash this play, uh, which makes it even more annoying because I try to get to bed like around 12 now so I can wake up at 4 a.m. and do the morning bets pod. But I'm like, okay, let's stay up. Let's get this thing home. Let's go Dodgers. Uh, and then what happens? He like pretty much walks a bunch of people, gives up, gives up a bunch of hits. But then there's two men out. Uh, he only needs one more uh, out there. Again, it was a 2-1 to pitch, men on second and third. And the D-backs put in Sergio Alcantara, a light-hitting shortstop who's hitting like 208. And of course, what happens? Alcantara hits a three-run walk-off home run. So are you kidding me, Craig Kimbrell? You are just pathetic. That really, really annoyed me. And that's the difference between, you know, going four, two and four minus 2.77 units, guys, and going three and three and being down like, what would it be? Like almost, not, not even quite, it'd probably still be like minus 0.2 units or something. But that one really, you know, as Peter Griffin would say, that grinded my gears. P- Craig Kimbrell, are you kidding me? Against the shortstop hitting 208, you give up a three-run homer. That was just pathetic. But you can tell I'm, uh, I'm a little bit saucy. But, hey, that's my that's my inner sports better coming out sometimes. Because, again, I, I love when I win a game, but when I lose it, especially on a bad beat like that, 
you know it digs at me. So I'm looking for a bounce back day today, guys. But really excited to talk to you about, again, Thursday Night Football, a couple Major League Baseball sweats, WNBA, UFC, and college football. A lot to get to on today's pod 659 of the Market Insights Podcast. So with that being said, guys, real quick housekeeping as always. We're changing things up at VEASAN. If you haven't seen what we've been doing over the summer, we unveiled it for week one of the NFL. We have some great content. We're really beefing up our subscription package. Uh, and it all starts with getting the newsletter every day. VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Get the VEASAN daily, which we now call it. You'll get a link to the morning bets pod, which I do every day at the very top of the newsletter. But then today's newsletter, we let off with a bunch of Thursday night football coverage. We got some great information from Steve Mackinnon. We have these really cool um, like advanced analytics and projections, which I hadn't really seen before. Strength ratings, uh, a lot of this great stuff from Steve. So check it out. I think it's really, really cool. Uh, Dave Tooley's take on Thursday night football. I'm happy that me and Dave are on the same side. You get my market insights call. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, over a half sneeze just cashed. You'll get my market insights call. I'm giving you sharp reports every day. I have a sharp report, uh, of course, on Thursday night football for tonight as well as our VEASAN Pro Football Betting Pod, which is a great job uh, by Danny Burke, one of the new pods here. And Danny does great with his uh, prop bets. But all included in the uh, the newsletter every day, you'll get our, uh, again, Thursday Night Football coverage, my deep dive and games that wise guys are looking at this uh, week two, a bunch of college football information. Maddie Humans has his best plays for week three, which I always look toward. And then you also get promos for legal sports books. Take advantage. They want your business. You want to shop for the best line. Uh, but it's all included. And the best way to just keep yourself plugged into VEASAN and what's going on in the market every day and make it easy on yourself. I know you all want to listen at 6.30 a.m. to the new Morning Bets pod. Well, boom, quickest way to find it. Open up that uh, VEASAN newsletter email right at the very top. Click the link. Boom, you'll get that 10 to 15-minute breakdown of the biggest games of the day and the line moves you need to know about. So uh, sign up, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. And then if you want to uh, take that next step in your sports betting journey, become a VEASAN All-Access member. As I mentioned, we're really beefing up this subscription. You get a ton. You got a lot before, and it was great, but it's even better now. It's less than 70 cents a day to become a pro subscriber once you sign up, uh, and it'll give you all of our VEASAN Pro tools, our pro picks. You'll get best bets throughout the day from all our guests and hosts, actionable betting tips, as well as a live stream of all the shows, and as well as our, all of our betting guides. Uh, I did see Andy McNeil, Sunshine, my guy up in America's Hat in Canada. He's getting ready for the NHL, and I can't wait either. So uh, pretty soon you'll be getting an NHL betting guide, Greg Hoops Peterson, We'll have his college hoops betting guide. JVT will have his NBA betting guide. All this stuff is included once you become a member. So just go to vison.com slash subscribe. Then lastly, get on Twitter. Twitter's where the betting convo never ends. Twitter is where we stay plugged into a real-time market. Constantly moving, constantly changing, constantly evolving. You always, you always hear me say it, but uh, the first place to get information that could affect your bet is Twitter. Uh, and we want to get on Twitter. Make sure you follow uh, local beat reporters, create a gambling community, be able to direct message people. Uh, but really what you got to do is follow at VEASAN Live, the mothership, where you tweet out great uh, little you know nuggets and clips and videos all day. And then also you can follow me at Josh underscore insights. You can always DM me or shoot me an email, josh at VEASAN.com. Questions, comments, suggestions, anything I can do to help you along in your sports betting journey, you let me know. I'd be happy to help in any way that I can. With that being said, after an annoying night last night, Craig Kimbrell. Thanks, Craig, thanks Kimbrell. Really appreciate that, buddy. Uh, 2 and 4, minus 2.77 units yesterday after what was a good Tuesday. Again, some days you're up, some days you're down. Uh, you're always somewhere in the middle. So let's see if we can uh, grind and get back to our winning ways. But I want to start today, obviously, with the biggest game of the day, Thursday Night Football. So it's a game that we've been kind of keeping an eye on all week long. Uh, and I am going to take the Chargers. I almost call them the San Diego Chargers. The LA Chargers. And I'm going to lean really hard on the under. So breakdown of this game, guys. Uh, what we've seen across the board, Kansas City opened uh, around a three-point home favorite. They did get up really quick to minus three and a half. So I think some early money just laid that three with KC. 
When it was at three and a half, I thought it might fall back down to three because a lot of those plus three and a half so the Chargers were juiced up, minus 115. But this is the importance of being on Twitter, and injuries can be so crucial here. Keenan Allen, the star wide receiver for the Chargers, he was ruled out for this game. I don't know if he's out or doubtful, but he's not going to play. And once that news came out that he's not going to play, this line shot up to Chiefs minus four and a half. Uh, but we did see some buyback here. This is really notable to me. Again, kind of thinking of that Monday night game with Seattle as kind of a microcosm, and we'll get to how lopsided it is where Chargers are just a great contrarian play tonight too. But do you keep moving, 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 and then do you hit a spot where it's just gotten too high and then buyback hit? So buyback is it's moving one way, and then betters kind of hit the other direction and move it the other way. Um, but what I've seen is buyback at 4.5. When it got to 4.5, a, a lot of these books came right back down to 4. So, you know, you could wait and see if you maybe get the hook again. Um, I ended up grabbing the four and a half yesterday. So again, I do see one shop at four and a half right now. You could wait it out. You're at four minus one ten both sides, so it's really not moving either way. You might as well just you know keep a laser focus on this line and maybe can you get the hook. That way, it's you know you lose by four. Uh, you know, touchdown, field goal, and then a four-point difference. You cash with the hook. Keep an eye out. The four and a half is obviously the best number. If not, I would take the four. But the reason why I really like the Chargers, it's this late buyback. It's also how freaking contrarian they are. Pardon my French. Uh, they're only getting 20% of bets at BetMGM. They're only getting 26% of bets at DraftKings. And what have we learned? Or, you know, hopefully since you've been listening to this pod, you know, what have you learned along the way? It's that when you get to these one-off games, these super heavily bet uh, primetime games, if you're giving me a team getting 25%, 20%, that's great contrarian value. Again, you want uh, some indication of respected money, which I do think you saw four and a half down to four. But just from a contrarian spot, you walk into a bar tonight, everybody's got a Mahomes jersey on. It's a sea of red. I'm going Chargers here. I'm going the other way. But uh, it's not just you know contrarian and some buyback, but a lot of great system matches, guys. The number one system match, you've heard it before, primetime dogs. We got one with Seattle on Monday. But those primetime dogs are 61-44 and 44 against the spread, 58% since 2019. Uh, road dogs in the NFL over the last four years are 55% against the spread. Divisional dogs. Again, this is a divisional dog angle. We always, I always like it, whether it's baseball or conference dogs and you know college football or, uh, or college basketball. That rivalry, built-in familiarity, you know your opponent better than other opponents. It levels the playing field, benefits the team getting points. So uh, road division dogs in particular, 56% against the, scre- uh, against the spread since 2019. Conference dogs, plus six or less, 58%. ATS or uh, since 2019, you also look at week two dogs just in general. Uh, week two dogs are 58% against the spread over the last four years. And Justin Herbert, uh, Herbert is a guy I want to bet on. Uh, he's three and one ATS in his career against Kansas City, so he's covered numbers against the Chiefs. And I, I totally admit losing Keenan Allen not great, but if he was in, probably the, the game is at three. Maybe it's down to two and a half. Um, but no one's really talking about uh, the number one field goal kicker for Kansas City. He's out for this game. Uh, I really haven't heard that, you know, people make much uh, hay of that. I think that's important. Harrison Butker uh, has an ankle injury. Apparently him and McDuffie, who I actually wanted the, pa- the Patriots to draft McDuffie, that cornerback, I think, from Washington. But both of them got hurt at Arizona, and actually Andy Reid blamed the turf in Arizona on that. But they're going to have uh, Matt Amendola, who was a practice squatter. I think he kicked a little bit for the Jets last year. But you're down your field goal kicker. So maybe you miss an extra point. Maybe you miss a field goal. Maybe you... You would otherwise kick it and then you go for it, and maybe Kansas and maybe the uh, the Chargers defense stops you. But I think that's important. Again, you go on Twitter, it's it's Keenan Allen out, Keenan Allen out. But what about Harrison Bucker? I think that's important. Along with McDuffie, you're down a defensive back against the Chargers with Herbert, who's a fantastic quarterback. So you add it all up, guys. We're super contrarian. 
It's a pr- I could have just told you primetime dog, uh, but of course we got to have a full breakdown. But super contrarian, a little bit of buyback, primetime dog, divisional dog, conference dog, six or less. Herbert good ATS against the Chiefs. Give me the LA Chargers. Again, try to get a four and a half if you can. I got the four and a half at minus 115 yesterday, uh, but you can either wait, see if it ticks up to four and a half, shop around, or uh, you can just kind of monitor it and, and grab the four. But you definitely want at least a four. I don't know if this will get back to three and a half. I think it may get, if it's going to go one way or the other, you know, don't guarantee me this, but it does look like it may get to four and a half. I do see at least two books that are juiced up toward the four and a half, but we shall see. Uh, again, you always get some Mahomes money coming in late anyway, but give me the points. Ideally four and a half, if not plus four, let's go Herbert. Let's go Chargers. Uh, my other play today, I guess I'm going to call it a lean. I, I'm probably going to not play it, and it's going to sail under, so that's going to be annoying. But uh, I'm going under or nothing, guys. Very strong lean for me on the under. Uh, total opened at 53. It got bet up to 54. Even touched 54 and a half at some shops. Then you had a lot of buyback on that under 54 and a half to drop it to 54. And some books are even now trending down to 53 and a half. So uh, the public is just loving this over. Herbert, Mahomes, it's going to be, you know, they're going to score a million points. Uh, however, the under... So I guess think of it this way, 70% of bets are on the over. Public's on the over, uh, expecting a high-scoring game. Only 30% of bets are on the under, but it accounts for 59% of the money. That's a really big plus 29% low bets, uh, higher dollars discrepancy. Uh, Divisional unders have been great, 55% over the last decade. Uh, Primetime unders, this is really the angle here. I could have just told you primetime unders, but they're 3-0 so far this year, and they're 89-62, and uh, 59% over the last four years. Uh, and then you also look at a little bit of wind. I mean, this isn't a crazy weather weather game. You know, it's going to be uh, 80 degrees, basically. Um, but you do have about 10-mile-an-hour winds. So maybe that does benefit the under a little bit. Obviously, you lead to uh, maybe some missed kicks with this, again, backup kicker tonight for KC. Uh, maybe you run the ball a little bit more, chew up the clock. Uh, but that I'll take a little bit of under uh, liability there with that wind. But then also John Hussey, who is the lead official, he's good historically to the under. Uh, Hussey in his career uh, is 55% to the under. Uh, so that's another little, again, cherry on top, nothing huge, but I'm glad he's in, leans under versus leans over and is flag happy, basically. So uh, my official bet here, guys, Chargers, plus four. Again, four and a half if you can find it. Uh, and then that under. I, I don't know if I want to call that an official bet or not, uh, but to me, I'm rooting for the under, and, and who knows? It's Thirsty Thursday. If drinks are flowing, you know, I may add this under, but it's it's under or nothing, guys. And again, these primetime games, uh, primetime dog, primetime under, uh, unless it's like a screaming sharp play toward the favorite or fade the trendy dog favorite or screaming sharp play to the over, I'm primetime dog, primetime under pretty much all season long. Uh, that's what I'll be uh, rooting for because, again, it's got the thought process, the theory, and the data behind it that really that's your sharp bet there. Uh, but there you have it, guys. First half of the pod here in the books. We're going to take a uh, quick break here early and then get ready because we're just going to storm the board here. Uh, I got Major League Baseball, two bets that I want to share with you for tonight. WNBA, a very fishy, fishy line freeze tonight that I'm getting down on. Uh, I have a play in the UFC, Biting. I know we were 0-2 last weekend, see if we can get back to the green, and this is not a very big favorite, so hopefully we can cash this one. And then I'm going to finish up the pod with a very, very sharp fade the trendy dog, unranked home favorite versus ranked opponent. My favorite system in college football. We do have a match on a primetime game on Saturday night, so stay tuned for that. So don't go anywhere, guys. Going to finish up strong here on episode 659 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast with me, your buddy, your host, the guy you grind and sweat with in the arena. Uh, approaching betting from a data-driven, sharp, contrarian angle, your buddy Josh Applebaum. Stick with us, guys. We will be right back. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of Market Insights is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. 
Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 years and older. It's time to let California fans and sports bettors in on the action. There's no good reason your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online, while Californians are left out in the cold and still forced to deal with shady bookies. Prop 27 ensures that Californians finally catch up. So vote yes on Prop 27 and this fall's midterm elections. All right, everyone, we are back at it on a big thirsty Thursday. We had a great Tuesday, uh, 6 and 2 plus 2.07 units. We gave it back yesterday, sadly. Again, I can't get over Craig Kimbrell. Uh, it's almost like when he takes them out, it's like, okay, I'm either going to have a heart attack save or he's going to blow it for me. So, uh, again, I'm a little bitter toward Kimbrell today. And I'd be worried about the Dodgers. The Dodgers are great. They're, they're unbelievable here. But if you get into the playoffs, you have a you know a 2-1 to one lead going into the bottom of the ninth in the World Series. Are you confident in Kimbrell? Shutting the door, I am not. I would. I think the Achilles heel might be that that closer there uh, for the Dodgers. But again, we'll find out in October. But anyway, guys, uh, looking toward today, we started the pod uh, talking obviously uh, Thursday night football. Now we have some other sweats to hit on. So I'm going to go to the MLB. Let's talk about a few games that caught our eye for tonight. So first one for me, guys. I'm going to play a total. Give me the under in the Pittsburgh Pirates New York Mets game. Under seven and a half. It's really juiced up. Under seven and a half. Minus 120. It looks like it may even be falling down to seven. Uh, these books even opened at eight and got down to seven and a half. And it's always uh, important to me when you open eight, get down to seven and a half, probably going to juice up that, you know, it's going to be over seven and a half minus 115. Excuse me. Cause anytime you move up or down, you're going to juice toward the side you just came from. Uh, but that's not the case here. Eight down to seven and a half. Now the seven and a half is under minus 120. Like it may get down to seven. So basically more liability to the under, even though it fell uh, pitching matchup here for Pittsburgh, uh, JT Brubaker is pitching. He's three and 11, uh, 4.36 ERA. He's facing Carlos Carrasco. Who's 14 and six, 3.08 ERA. He's been really good. Uh, two September starts. He has a 2.08 ERA, but aside from that liability to the under, you also get betting percentages. Only 37% of bets are on this Mets under, but it takes into account 59% of the money. That's a really good low bets, higher dollar bet discrepancy plus 22%. You also have a bit of a weather play here. Uh, if you look at the forecast at City Field, uh, it's a clear night. It's only going to be about 70 degrees, really nice night. But the wind's blowing directly in from dead center around 7 to 10 miles an hour. So hopefully uh, Pete Alonzo, who's I know hit two in a row, uh, you know, a war- a first row home run to dead center. Maybe it's a warning track fly ball out now. Uh, but you do have a windy under when you see windy unders. Uh, at least 10 miles an hour or more, so you're kind of on the edge there because it's like 7 to 10. But 10 or more, that under is around 54% historically um, with that wind blowing in. So I'll take that. At least it's better than wind blowing out. Then also the way these teams have trended. Pittsburgh is 4-2 um, and two to the under their last six on the road. The Mets are 11-5 and five to the under their last 16 at home. And also, you know, the Mets are a minus 250 favorite here. You know, correlative betting, big favorite, low total. Uh, maybe this is Carrasco pitches a gem and it's 4 nothing Mets, that kind of thing. That kind of screams out to me. So hopefully we get 7 or less, guys. Give me the under 7.5, really juiced up. Great low bets, higher dollars. Hopefully Carrasco pitches a gem and hopefully the Mets bets, the Mets bats don't go crazy here. Uh, wind blowing in as well, treading to the under. I'm on the Pittsburgh Mets, 7.20 p.m. Eastern time tonight. The under 7.5, I got it at minus 120. My other bet for tonight, uh, it's not a, exactly a, a, a sharp play, but it's a value play. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Twins. My only other bet, uh, Twins, I think we won two in a row on the Twins. And I'm going to ride them again tonight against Kansas City. So the reason why I don't call it really a sharp play is the line really hasn't moved at all. You know, they open like minus 170. They've kind of stayed minus 170. There's some minus 165s out there. Uh, so it really hasn't moved a ton. But I think it's a big advantage on the bump. 
uh, as well as motivation and a couple other factors as well. So uh, for Kansas City, they're they're facing um, or they're pitching Lynch tonight. He's a lefty. Uh, he's four and ten with a five point one four ERA and two September starts. He has an ERA of ten point three eight. He's been getting knocked around quite a bit. Versus Dylan Bundy, who didn't have a good outing his last time, but he's been good. Um, overall, he's eight and seven, four point six eight ERA. But in his last seven starts, before his very last start, when he I think he gave up like seven runs, not good. But six of his last seven, he's pitched and given up two earned runs or less. So Dylan Bundy's been pretty good for Minnesota. To me, that's a big advantage. Bundy over Lynch tonight. Uh, also, Minnesota eleven and four head to head against Kansas City. They've had their number. They're hitting two forty nine. The Twins are versus two forty one for KC. Team ERA of 4.00 versus 4.72. So they have the better bats. They have the better pitching. Uh, if you also look at um, uh, kind of a couple things here, Minnesota in this spot, they've been profitable 50 and 31 as a favorite. They're 42 and 32 at home. But also, Maureen Chase, where are you at? Woo-woo! Sound the alarm. Minnesota Twins against a lefty. Twins against a lefty this year, 24 and 18. Doesn't sound crazy, right? Only six games above 500. But they're 47 and uh, 52 against righties. So they've been far better against lefties than they have been against righties. Um, so I like this angle with Minnesota. Also, Kansas City is a, a bet against for me. They're only 43 and 72 as a dog. They're 39 and 67 against righties, and they're 23 and 45 on the road. I know Minnesota, they're kind of the outside looking in right now, but Kansas City's well out of the playoff race. They ain't not even coming close to sniffing the postseason. But Minnesota, they still kind of have a shot, living on a prayer. John Bon Jovi, they're five games back of Cleveland. So I think they have the motivation to play well. And I hope I hope they clean up here and sweep this series against Kansas City. So give me the Minnesota Twins, guys. I got the Twins at minus 165. Now to the WNBA. Uh, let's look at a very interesting bet uh, discrepancy and a really fishy line in favor of the Connecticut Sun. Guys, I'm money lining the Connecticut Sun. Uh, I'll give you the full breakdown here in a second, but they're basically minus one. Uh, you can play the minus one, or you can go money line minus 120. That's what I did. So I'm on the Sun money line at minus 120. Uh, and the reason why I like this, guys, number one, everybody and their mothers on the Las Vegas Aces. So if we take a step back, uh, best of five series to win the WNBA title, the Aces are up 2 nothing. Uh, actually, on the series price, they're minus 1,400. That's a 93% implied probability. The Sun are plus 900 if you think they can come back. Obviously, we're feeling good about our Aces plus 210 uh, to win the NBA title or WNBA title, but hopefully it doesn't happen tonight. Um, but we are looking good there on that futures bet that we placed before the postseason started. Uh, if you want to back Aces, but that 1400 is just way too high for you, Asia Wilson, uh, the uh, the big woman. I, don't, I know that sounds bad, but if you call an NBA player a big man, isn't it okay to call a WNBA player a big woman? Uh, only on the court, no, no longer. If I called my fiance a big woman, uh, I don't think he'd be sleeping in the doghouse. But uh, anyway, guys, the big, uh, the big, I'll just call it the big, Asia Wilson, uh, she's minus 250 to win the MVP uh, of the finals here. And she's been great. 24 and 11, game one, 26 and 10, game two. Um, it's obviously a 250, but it's better than a minus 1400. So one way to kind of play the aces would be to take Wilson MVP versus laying that 1400. I mean, I guess you could just take them tonight too. That makes sense. But, uh, anyway, guys, I'm going to go sun. I'll tell you why. Number one, the first two games that the sun lost, uh, we're in Las Vegas. So now it goes back to Connecticut. Um, maybe I should, maybe I should drive to the game tonight. It's a nine o'clock game, only uh, about what, hour and a half from, uh, I think it's Mohegan sun. Yeah, obviously. But, um, anyway, guys, this game open sun minus one. And that was like the fishiest opening line that I have ever seen because the Aces, everybody and their mothers on the Aces tonight. You're looking at across the board, they're getting around 72, 75, 80% of bets. 
Uh, you're saying like you're giving me a point with the Aces, who have just been great and uh, are pro- they basically the public says the wrong team is favored. You hear that all the time, but no, the right team is always favored based on the power ratings. But uh, anyway, guys, open Sun minus one. Everybody and their mothers on Aces. But this line will not move off of Sun minus one. That tells me that there's liability on the Sun. The books don't want to drop this to a pick'em or flip it, dog to fave, hop the fence and go to the Aces. Um, it's pretty much staying right where it's at. And if you open minus one and stay minus one, and yet you're only getting 28% of bets or 24% of bets, so it's 28% of bets at DraftKings, only 24% at BetMGM, uh, then that tells me there's liability. This is the ultimate line freeze play. Why hasn't this moved toward aces? I actually do see one book that just is leaning a little bit towards Sun going to minus one and a half. So this is really, really notable. Again, this contrarian play, fade the trendy dog play, everybody on the aces, but yet the line is staying where it's at. Guys, I got to go Connecticut Sun here. So you can lay the one. I went money line minus 120. Um, I bet MGM a really good bet discrepancy. Only 24% bets, but 68% of the money is on the Connecticut Sun for tonight. So that's a huge 44%, positive 44% discrepancy. I also have one system on the Sun. If you look at short playoff favorites laying three or less since 2015, uh, they are 21-10 against the spread, 68%. They're 2-1 and one ATS so far this postseason. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to take the, uh, the aces here or sorry, uh, slip of the tongue. I'm going to take the sun. Give me the sun on the money line, a very fishy contrarian favorite fade, the trendy dog sun money line minus minus one twenty, And I'm going to lean really hard on this under, uh, again, it opened one sixty one. It's down to one fifty nine and a half. So you've seen a lot of under money come in. The under is two and this series. Uh, and this is an elimination game. You know, again, it's best of five. It's two aces. If they win tonight, it's over. Um, so in that situation, you know, you lock on defense, you're, you're faced with elimination. You want to play well, you chew up the shot clock, make, get a good possession. So maybe you, uh, find a low scoring game here tonight. Also the unders two and this series and the unders only getting 56% of bets, but 66% of the money. So hard lean to the under, but my official bet guys, give me the Connecticut sun on the money line. Very fishy. If you're giving me a favorite getting 25% bets, with a line freeze, I'm going to take it all day long. Give me the sun on the money line, minus 120. Now, shopping around, talking about some other sports here tonight, guys. Or actually, not tonight. This is for Saturday. Uh, but I found one UFC bet that really, really caught my eye, and I did some more research, and I like it even more. So uh, we are going to go to uh, Sarah McCann against Aspen Ladd uh, for UFC bout on Saturday. So I'm going to go... Aspen Ladd here. Aspen Ladd opened at around minus 125. She's now been bet up to around minus 140. So right off the bat, you know, younger, taller, longer reach line move, guys. That, that's been our model here. Um, but Ladd has the line move in her favor. But here's where it gets interesting. They're both 5'5". Five, five. They're both 66-inch reach, but a massive youth advantage for Aspen Ladd. Aspen Ladd is 27 years old. Her opponent, Sarah McCann, is 41 years old. So that is a 14-year uh, youth advantage for Aspen Ladd. Fade fighters 35 or older. Fade fighters five years uh, older or more than their opponent. So big youth advantage there. Uh, but also, when I was digging into this matchup, um, I'm going to lean on the experience of Ladd. I know that sounds kind of weird or ironic because if she's 27, her opponent's 41, then how can the 27-year-old have more experience? Well, to me, it's it's the the experience of her opponents. She's fought a ton of top 10 uh, you know, fighters in the uh, in the women's division, and that gives her experience. She's been in a UFC fight night. She's been she's seen the bright lights, basically. Aspen Ladd, this young uh, young uh, fighter here, she was eight and zero in her kickboxing career and sixteen and one in her amateur career, uh, combined kickboxing and MMA before she went pro. Uh, and then also she's big in jujitsu. Whereas McCann, her opponent, is a big wrestler. I, I think she was an Olympic wrestler. But basically, 
McCann's a wrestler and Aspen Ladd is jujitsu. Uh, when you're doing MMA, you're kind of more well-rounded there with your jujitsu. So I add all that up, guys. Give me Aspen Ladd. Huge youth advantage. Uh, big line move in her favor. I got down on Aspen Ladd at minus 140. Now for the final play of the night, and then I'll give you just a couple updates in the NFL. Um, again, I said final play of the night, but final play of the pod that I want to mention today. This is a, a play that actually is a 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. But college football, guys. So we talked yesterday about a few games that were just so fishy. There was just ridiculous. Nebraska, still really sharp. Everyone in Oklahoma, that's still down to 10.5. Syracuse going dog to favorite. Northern Illinois, dog to favorite. New Mexico taking some reverse line movement. But then I was kind of, I, I overlooked this game. I got a great tweet uh, from a buddy of mine who uh, always keeps me honest out there. Uh, but he was like, you haven't talked about Washington, Michigan State. Like, and I was like, okay, you know, there's a million games every week. You know, I, I'm prone to uh, overlook one or two, but uh, my guy was totally right. Washington, Washington Huskies at home against Michigan State. This is a really, really sharp, my number one system match in college football, unranked home favorite versus ranked opponent with the reverse line move. So this 730 primetime game, Michigan State is on the road at Washington. Michigan State is 2-0. and They're ranked 11th in the country. Washington's also 2-0, and but they're unranked. So obviously you know what the public's doing here. You know, this opened Washington like a very short one point or two point home favorite. Now Washington is up to minus three and a half. So why is the line going to Washington when if you look across the board, um, 80% of bets are on Michigan State here. So everyone and their mother's on Michigan State and they're saying, you're giving me the 11th ranked team against an unranked team and I'm getting points with that 11th ranked team, MSU. Give me Sparty all day long. But despite 80% of bets on Michigan State, the line is going to Washington. It's going away from the ranked team in favor of the unranked team. So this looks just fishy as all get out. Uh, this would be another uh, primetime contrarian angle too. You know, Washington has a fade the trendy dog play, a contrarian favorite. They're only getting 21% of bets, but around 40% of the money. But uh, in a primetime 730 game, again, think of it like the NFL in these primetime games. These are the games that everyone watches. They get really heavily bet. They're on you know ESPN, Fox, or you know ABC, NBC, CBS, whatever. Uh, and everyone's on Michigan State, yet Washington open as a favorite. Washington has become more of a favorite. So this is my number one match. You're going to be a fishy, unranked home favorite against a ranked opponent. Like, think of it this way. Shouldn't the ranked team be favored over the unranked team? Public says they just see that little number, one-digit or two-digit digit number next to a team name. And if one team's got that number and the other team doesn't, they always take that team that's ranked higher. I get it. You know, rankings are, you know, show how strong your team is. But remember, rankings are kind of, there's a human element uh, as well here. So, you know, it's not exactly mathematical uh, when you think about it. But anyway, Washington, fade the trendy dog, contrarian favorite, unranked home favorite versus ranked opponent, only 21% bets in a primetime game. Give me the Washington Huskies. Now you could lay a three and a half if you want. Uh, I do see a minus three, minus 120 out there. Um, but I'm going to go money line here. I money lined Washington, just win the damn game. As I like to say, uh, I got them at minus 150. Uh, so that is my bet uh, for uh, Saturday. A really, really interesting fade the trendy dog play. Uh, quick update here just for the NFL. Not a ton has happened since yesterday. Uh, my New England Patriots, though, sharp, 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 sharp. Who money lined the Pats? This is almost another fade the trendy dog play, but everyone on Pittsburgh. Uh, again, overreaction week, week two, buy low on teams that didn't play well, bet against teams that did play well, but Patriots open as a favorite. It's a, Again, it's like Washington. Why are they favored when Pittsburgh or Michigan State are the better team? Uh, but with T.J. Watt out, Mac Jones looks good to go. Patriots open one and a half. They stayed one and a half. Line freeze. Now they're up to minus two. 
So again, New England looks really sharp. I money line New England. Uh, shop around. I think I got the Pats at like minus 125, minus 130. A um, couple other games that caught my eye. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals are up to now minus seven or seven and a half on the road at Dallas. That could be a tease down play. Take them again. That's Cooper Rush with Dak Prescott out. Burrow coming off a loss. I like Cincy to get back in the win column there. Uh, but you could take maybe Cincy down seven, down in the teaser to minus one. Just again, win the damn game. I'm still leaning on the Detroit Lions. They open like minus one. They're still minus one and a half at home against Washington. Uh, I did take Chicago. Again, I'm a little worried about this one because the Bears had a win. Green Bay didn't. Typically, I'd want to buy low on the team that didn't play well versus the team that did. But what's the market telling me? The market's telling me Green Bay's minus 10, but it looks like it's getting down to nine and a half. So I did grab Chicago plus 10. Um, I hope this thing gets painted across the board nine and a half. But that would be a divisional dog, primetime dog. Uh, a lot of matches there with Chicago. Also be a you know double-digit dog with a low total. Uh, total in that one is 45.5, all the way down to 41.5 now at this point. Uh, still on Miami, plus 3.5. I guess this is a small update. Miami's plus 3.5, now minus 115. So that tells me this thing may be getting down to 3. So Miami was a play that I took the hook on earlier this week, I think on Monday. Tua as a dog, 7-3 and three ATS in his career. Road dog, short road dog, 6 or less. Uh, I'm on Miami plus the points there. Uh, also... Uh, I would keep an eye out a little bit. I, I'm going to see how this thing develops. But Seattle, maybe? Seattle is on the road at San Fran. And Seattle, at, I think the other day, was getting 9.5. Now they're down to 8.5. That would be a divisional spot for Seattle. Um, and then San Fran, you know, it's it's going to be Trey Lance. But I actually saw, who was it, Sean Payton. I think he's an analyst now. He was saying they should go to Jimmy G before you know it. Uh, but maybe Seattle, road division dog, little line movement. Uh, still on the G-men on the money line. Uh, they opened minus one or one and a half. They got up to two and a half. They're down to two. So it looks like there was buyback on Carolina two and a half, but I money lined the G men there. Uh, still loving new Orleans plus two and a half. Ideally you want the three there, but everyone's on Tom Brady at this line is falling uh, three down to two and a half. Uh, also divisional dog. And then also poor Tom Brady. Uh, don't, don't cry for Brady. You know, luckiest, you know, best looking guy in the world. Rich guy, you know, again, best football player ever. But are you guys reading about his personal life? Uh, Giselle, I think Giselle left him. She, there's an article that came out. Um, and it's funny now that we've crossed the lexicon to my fiance who's on Instagram all night. Like she's reading these articles now. It used to be me telling her about what's up with Brady and Giselle. Now she's, you know, deep diving into it and telling me what's going on. Uh, but Giselle came out in a, I don't know if it was us weekly or some, one of those big magazines. And she said, um, like I've, I've, I did my time with Brady and now it's my time. Ooh. And she kept calling them my children. Uh, well, they're his, his kids, kids, uh, his kids too. It's just, that sounds bad uh, to me. Brady can compartmentalize and, and still have a great year, but Brady sounds like a guy who's got a lot going on in his life. And, uh, I don't know if he regrets, um, coming out of retirement. That's also what I don't get. Like, why not just stay retired? Be the greatest ever. Uh, his decision to unretire, uh, may end up leading to a divorce, which is kind of sad, but uh, I think Brady will be okay. Uh, but anyway, guys, uh, Cleveland and the jets, I'm thinking maybe uh, tease down Cleveland. They're open minus five and a half. They're up to minus six and a half. Look, look, it may go to minus seven. Uh, bet against Flacco. I don't know what. There's some stat I saw. He's like, I don't know, 0 and 10 his last 10 starts or something crazy like that. Uh, but Cleveland with their running game, I, I like them to uh, beat the Jets here. So you could take them six and a half down to laying a half point in a teaser play. Um, I was looking at Houston against Denver. Uh, Houston actually open on the road getting 10 and a half. They're down to 10. That would also be a spot here with a road dog and week two dog. 
Uh, so keep an eye on that one. Also, Nathaniel Hackett, this guy I just don't believe in. So I can see him making another stupid boneheaded play as a coach. Uh, and then Vegas, ton of money on Vegas, guys, at home against Arizona. Uh, Carr and the Raiders went from just laying like three now to five and a half. That could be you tease them down. I know you're going to go through zero, which you don't want to do. But uh, if you're worried about a three-point win or something, I would even consider laying the five and a half. I could see them rolling in that one. But line movement is all toward Vegas. And then to Monday night, uh, still at minus two for Philly. They actually opened laying three. It got down to one and a half, and there's some buyback on Philly. But that would be a uh, primetime dog for me with Minnesota. Then Tennessee-Buffalo. A uh, ton of money hit Buffalo. They're like opener, I think, minus seven and a half. They got all the way up to, I want to say, I think the look ahead was seven and a half, something like that. Got all the way up to Bills minus 10. But now this these 10s look like they're coming back down to nine and a half. So maybe there is some buyback. That's going to be an ultimate buy low gross dog on Tennessee. I, I'm probably going to have to take Tennessee in the points and hate, hate that decision as the Bills are just you know rolling up and down the field. But uh, just an update there. Again, that 10 does look like it's falling to nine and a half toward Tennessee. Uh, but there you have it, guys. Another day, another dollar. Let's go Chargers plus four. Let's go under in this primetime game. Let's go Pittsburgh under seven and a half MLB. Let's go Minnesota minus 165. Let's go Connecticut Sun on the money line and a hard lean to that under. Let's go Aspen Lad. Let's go Washington Huskies, guys. we got a lot of great sweats tonight and over the next few days. Uh, but reminder, if you enjoy the Market Insights podcast, if it's helped you become a sharper better, you've learned a little bit more about how the way lines move, how, how to read line movement, how to locate sharp action, how to place a bet in person or online, uh, again, uh, how to go contrarian, all these little things. If you've become a better better, if the pod has helped you in any way, then buy my book, Make Me Happy. Let me know you appreciate the hard work that I put in grinding the sharp contrarian mentality every day. And again, as I mentioned, all those things, they're located in my book. Line movement, contrarian, sharp action, betting systems, uh, bankroll management, all included there along with chapters for all the major sports in the Everything Guide to Sports Betting. So if you want to pick one up, it would mean a lot to me. If you already have, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. Uh, So last night, guys, we had two hot dogs, but not great because we had four. uh, What's the opposite of a hot dog? I don't know, something terrible when your mom makes you eat uh, chopped liver or, I don't know, cauliflower. But uh, either way, guys, uh, looking for a bounce back here tonight. Uh, Reminder, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Twin River, in Rhode Island, the Brooklyn, New Hampshire, Foxwoods, or Mohegan Sun down in newly legalized Connecticut, before you know it, I'm going to see you at the Encore in Boston. And, yes, we did legalize. That did happen uh, as we're just waiting for these regulations to come into play. Uh, but also in New York, the great state of New York where their mobile market is huge, uh, as well as out in the desert where the true grinders get down, where Billy Walter sends his number runners, where the lowest juice possible is found. Uh, we're at the South Point, of course. We're at Stadium Swim with Stormy and the crew with your feet in the pool uh, at uh, at Circa. Or Sweat and Sharp Contrarian plays indoors in front of the big screen, getting a victory burger. Mandalay Bay, The Westgate, my two other favorite books when I'm out in Vegas, wherever it may be, you're going to walk up to me. Uh, you could show me a Minnesota ticket, Baltimore ticket, but you know what you're going to do? You're going to show me a Dodgers ticket, and we're both going to rip it up and throw it down the trash and throw it in the trash or throw it down the toilet because Craig Kimbrell, I still can't get over that. That is just pathetic. Giving up a walk-off three-run homer to a guy hitting 208 with Alcantara. But either way, guys, uh, we turn the page literally and figuratively. Let's have a winning day today. Let's get after it. But I wish you the best of luck. My parting words, as always, stay sharp, stay contrarian, bet against the public, place yourself on the side of the house, always be with the smart money, never against it. Will smart money win every time? Of course not. But we're playing a long game over the course of a long haul. Smart money is going to win a majority of the time. So that's why we always want to be with that sharp money and not against it. Uh, But if we can do that, if we can find games that fit our model against the public, with the house, with the pros, flat bet, avoid parlays, get some closing line value, if we can do that, we're going to be okay long term. So I wish you the best of luck. Enjoy your thirsty Thursday. Let's have a day, guys. Uh, And as always, do not forget to tip your ticket writer. I think Kimbrell blew it. 
because someone out there didn't tip their ticket right. That must have been it. I'll be the way, guys. Good luck today. Let's cash some tickets. Have a great day. <laughs>